Bad news, all right. After five, four months since Drip Season Forever and five months since Roddy Rich's Live Life Fast, I will say those are the same albums quality-wise. It's like that. It's, it, you're a little, you're it's a like little that wrong. image of the office where it's like Pam and it's like tell the difference between these two images and it's the cover art of both. It's like they're the exact same image. I just go up out the ground and turn to a rose. I just took another flight. Now we on the road. I got hella young niggas with me, but I'm money old. I reach for my gun a little quicker. Made him strike a pose. My baby, who I lie? I fought with you, why would I lie? I cannot tell you where I'm going, but I'll be the right on time. Money make you feel important, but you really not that guy. But he quit the cover help. I think he is a Robocop. It's not a fair critique because at the time, like the Roddy Rich had no staying power, even at the time. None. The gunner like, had no state power. It did. The gunner was insidious for it. I mean, you could blame the pushing pusher the the P meme probably inflated. The P movement. The P movement. Inflated our perception okay, of it. Maybe that's but it undeniably your, had some staying power. The I'm music. Not did the, the music have ever. staying power? I haven't heard a few of the songs like Pushing P. Like Pushing P was. I mean, I'm not saying that's a great song, but they wanna my baby. They wanna talk me easy. I wanna be talking. They wanna talk my reason. Like if somebody plays the songs, I could recognize them. If somebody's playing them, versus if somebody was playing the Roddy Rich. Yeah, I would not recognize one song off the Roddy Rich. All I'm saying is, you go back track for track, pound for pound, those albums hit the same. All right, Roddy Rich. All right, Roddy Rich. Nah, I think they're both. Mid. I mean, I just don't like this take because one of the mid albums got like pushed to like cultural. We love this shit. The other one, the Gunna other nigga got sent to the shadow realm. Gunna didn't accept his Grammy interview. Uh, chance. <laughs> That's why he hating. Gunna said no. I, like I ain't gonna lie. YSL said no. I ain't gonna lie. Gunna did get it. Did get crazy hype. Like it wasn't. It wasn't that. Like, but it was serviceable. 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 You said it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it was serviceable. My other, my other thing too, to Gunna's point, is the album is great, but and this might sound like a cape, but the album was never really supposed to be the only thing leading the Gunna twenty twenty two front. Um, I think the it features sounds like a cape. Oh my god, what happened to Virgil? I think things like that, moments like that, can make the album seem smaller. When um, that wasn't the case. I just think Gunna's been on such a roll that. Like the banking on me song, and then the oh my god, what happened to Virgil? I think people are like, uh, it's just easy already to forget about the album, which was only like two, three months. Also, ago. also, because he's had two big moments since. Also, with the Roddy Rich, the reason the Roddy Rich flopped so hard because he was like, before he was really that he was promoting <laughs> this shit like this was about to be the best shit since sliced bread. Nigga had the movie, like live life fast. That's already an ambitious album name. I'm about to say, what movie like did he fan. Remember he put that fan in the car and was like the fan. He was doing all was type of shit. It was the best album. He was doing all type of shit. So I'm like, all right, you did all this and that joint came and it came and went. Like I know, like okay, hindsight always twenty twenty. So it's easy to say that now, but easily at the time we know that Roddy Rich had no stand. You can say like you can say I'll give you the point of saying like it's the equivalent of like the. The Bucks and the Suns losing in the playoffs. It's like okay, 
two teams that probably should have been in the finals lost, got eliminated a little early. But it don't mean that the Bucks are a bad team. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't make any. My take didn't have anything to do with Gunna or Roddy Rich as an artist. Still like Gunna more than Roddy Rich. I'm saying music, you strip both of those albums of the marketing, the music, those albums are wasn't what the exact same to me. I revisit maybe two songs from each. The rest, cool with throwing it away. I respect it. What was the good news? You said that was bad news. Like we was gonna just be. Oh, I thought I thought Vance <laughs> was gonna have an aneurysm. <laughs> All right. Uh, my other, I'll save my other take for later. I'm sure we'll talk about the single. Is it related to J Cole? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was related. It was related to Chance's guy, Jack Harlow. Not my yeah, guy, bro. Why? Why do you have Jack Harlow on your Not mind? All the music that dropped. I finally this listened week. to sing, my single. Got song. talked about like so much. Uh, I saw. I saw somebody say about it, bro. this is the best single since whatever. And I was. I really. <laughs> I went and listened to this single, and I've never. Oh, wait, I, I have I never been more mad in my life. I was like, bro, <laughs> you was catfish. I, was, I almost <laughs> I deleted Twitter. Quick. I swear to God, I was about to delete Twitter. Nick, this nigga Jack Harlow got bots talking about it's the best, <laughs> best, best single. You fell for the bot. Was it the first in the future? Wait, is that glamorous by Lady Gaga? Yes. I don't think that's Lady Gaga, though. Was it? I could see the whole city from this balcony back in 20. Which city? Kentucky. Kentucky? That's where you're from, huh? <laughs> but now they got it out for me. That's disgusting. Niggas there in Kentucky. Louisville? Derby? Wait, 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 wait. Then you can't out for me. Keep dreaming. Pineapple juice, I give a sweet. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> we can, can we please talk about that? Bro, it's the bro. epitome of mainstream mid. Like, I've never heard it's, of yo, mainstream white, artists. Call it what it is white mediocrity. I want to call apologize. it what it is white mediocrity. I want to apologize to Aubrey Drake Graham. Yeah, this is a this is blasphemy. For saying that, um, to saying for saying that he was the white Drake because even the so many chains on, they call me Channing Tatum. It can't get anywhere close to pineapple juice. I give her sweet, sweet semen. <laughs> huh? Nigga is sick. He's sick. And the thing that's really bad about this is that I know he's writing these lyrics. Maybe it's he's killing not, you because you know it's I him. have a feeling he is. No, he's definitely writing it. And the, the thing that like adds <laughs> on to the badness is like I know that our black women have empowered him to make these lyrics. <laughs> like, y'all got to stop gassing this nigga up on every picture so he can stop tweeting like he's a fucking sex symbol. Like, bro, yeah, tweet about something the else. Black women write about Harlow, something else. That's like the, Vance, as an A&R like manager, does it make you upset that his team is allowing him to release this Nobody music? else doing anything in this music industry makes me upset. Um, Jack Carlos' team has been going crazy. So I can't say anything about their about his. If Vance was managing, if Vance was managing Jack Harlow, he would say this single was a success. This shit was the third most streamed yeah. song it was single in Spotify how is history. Getting, how is he getting this off? Women, the women love him for whatever reason, and 
the women love him, and because he has the women, the guys are are, are gonna figure out. Okay, what are the we women listening the, to? We need no, somebody I'm not even saying this is the guys. This is the we need hip hop heads. <laughs> I'm about to say something reckless. I said we need fresh and fit to do a um All right. to do we a don't analysis. Need, we don't need them we don't to do need anything. Fresh and fit to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll about to make a bad joke. Think, disgusting. Uh, I'm about to get called on Fresh and joke. Fit for help. <laughs> <laughs> and they said we need Fresh and Fit to save the day. Calling on the Fresh and Fit podcast. <laughs> no, I was not about to say save the day. I was about to make it disgusting. <laughs> Even worse. No. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter. They said that we got snippet fished. I thought that was interesting. From Jack Harlow. Um, who was checking for the from Jack, Jack Harlow? They said, I mean, that snippet was viral of him in the studio when he previewed the the, the glamorous uh, sample. But and I, I admit, I was on board. I was like, okay, this one is kind of nice compared to the. Uh, I mean, the Nas little Nas joint was cool, but it didn't really catch my ear. But this one, I was like, okay, I might listen. And then I heard that I just now I'm hearing the song, and it was terrible. We got snippet fish. Simple, simply put, Jack Carlo is a snippet fisher. I don't know if there's too many. I mean, there's a couple other people probably in that category, but. The snippet can't sound that much better than the song. It usually always sounds better than the song, but it can't sound that much better than the song. All right, I think that's enough. Anybody else got any? Can we talk about some real music that dropped this Take week? Take your pick. A lot of albums came out. Um, The album you want to talk about, I didn't listen to. And that's what has me. That's the, the Sid album. That's the only, that's the thing I'm a little upset. I did listen to that one song called Fast Car or whatever, but. I just heard some good singles. Diggity from the UK. Um, he's prepping his album for, well, I think it comes out this Friday. Um, let me try and find the name. Damn, these are just all the singles. I can't find the name of his album, but it's coming out this this Friday. And he's dropped a cool couple singles. He got a song with this artist, B-Love, who's from New York. He's got a song with Moneybag Yo. Um, and then he's got a 50 Cent 21 Questions, like Flip. Which is pretty 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 solid as well. So, Digga D just dropped a couple cool singles this week. I would I would if you fuck with the UK stuff, I would I would fuck with Digga D. If you just like the drill, I will also fuck with Digga D. Um, he's infiltrating the US market, and I will say I'll put my stock down, even though this was last episode, that he will be the next one to to break the US market. There's no way you were mentioning singles, and then you kept using the word UK, and you didn't mention the. Be a J. Cole London single. I mean, I was that was, a, that was the was single of the week. I was gonna move on to that next. <laughs> great single. I was gonna move on to that next. It was a great single. I'm in London. I like to go and shop at the mall. J. Cole, just stick to the features, bro. <laughs> Why is Chance such a hater? I'm 100%. playing. I'm playing. I, knew, I love J. Cole. I'd be gaslighting this one. I was about to say, now he's gaslighting at this one. And I love J. Cole, man. I just know it'd be bothered inside, so I just love to poke fun. It's a running joke now. I don't even have. I'm not even gonna big up the Culverse. Everybody, it was crazy, but I will say I'm. Man, <laughs> I'm not gonna big it up. Sneak it stock. was crazy. <laughs> I'm buying Bia stock. It might have already a lot of Bia stock. I, I feel like it's high right stock. now. I don't even care. I've been I'm stock. still buying it. <laughs> the first, I feel like everybody kind of gets that one that first hit, but once you give me like another hit, it's like all right. Now I'm like really interested in you. I think. I guess we could talk about her too. Coyle Wright dropped Trendsetter. Mm-hmm. And I compared that Trendsetter to Bia, and I'm like, Koi, you got to give it up. <laughs> there were a cool couple flows you gotta on give the it up. There were a cool couple flows, but nothing like that Bia. I'm going to be running that Bia. I'm saying Bia, 
I feel like that they're both kind of operating in not even similar lanes, but I kind of for whatever reason lumped them together. And Bia is just better. Like Bia is like Coil Ray, like Doja Cat. Yeah, Bia. I don't. Yeah, I. I, I, I in just terms of no, I own a lot of Bia music or stylistically. Yeah, the crazy thing is too. Bia is from like Michigan or sorry Massachusetts. Massachusetts, such a random place. I thought she was from, from London. Austin? Uh, Medford. It's, yeah, not That's even crazy. Uh, a random. It's where Tufts University is. It's like a, a suburb of, of Boston. I've been there actually, then technically, but yeah. Uh, shout out Bia. Shout out Cole. I think this is a true classic cosine that we haven't seen too recently. She's got two goaded cosines now. She got the Nikki cosine like last year, and now she got the Cole cosine. Shout out to uh, Bia. Did we just get into the Coyle Raider? No. Did you want to talk about the Coyle Ray album? I mean, did you have something to say about it? I don't know. I thought we talk about music on this pod. Go Bro, take it away. About... If you have, if you give us yes. two sentences, I'll actually I'll take some coilery takes. I'll take some coilery takes. Let's talk about it, man. I just wanted to talk about. I have nothing to talk about. If you if you tell me the track list no, and the runtime not... chance, I'm gonna be pissed. I just want to <laughs> talk about. I just want to kind of talk about her strategy here. And and what is she did did she achieve something? I'm suspicious. Let me tell you why. All right, you're, you're, really, you're really setting this up. <laughs> I'm suspicious because I was like I was album? I was slightly surprised in that I did not I did not feel the need to turn it off. And I and this is my theory. She got a lot of like prominent features. And she just she she front loaded them bitches on the album, so it was just like, and the features were not bad, and like I think I think with Coyle Ray, I think before I thought of her as like the Playboy, like she kind of want to be like a like a what it is, what's like the X Men is what 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 are the X Men like a like a music? All right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I have no clue where this take was exactly. going. I was kind of on board. Wait, and then... listen, listen. It's like at first I thought of her as like, okay, she gets it kind of like this. She she had the TikTok song and then she had the Cardi shit and like just the mumbling, fumbling shit on the beats. And I'm like, all right, she in this auto tune, like, you know, we just the gimmick shit. And it made me think, it made me think back to your take with the gimmicks, like how you was talking about how people need gimmicks to get on. So it was like before, long story short, before I seen her as like, all right, it seemed like she kind of used the gimmick to get on because when she get on here, she did do less gimmicks. Like she was, I said, I feel like she got a little potential when she get into that auto tune, like singing back, she be in <laughs> like, but I'm you being a Coyle Ray fan. I'm not a Coyle Ray fan. I'm just saying I see the positives. It's okay like, to be a fan. There's bro. some good takeaways here is my point. So so list off the takeaways are the singing auto tune bags. I feel like the single auto tune bag and the way she did the album where it's just like all right, she had her two little hits. Like I like how she structured it. She had all So sequencing, so you're the singing. This and was great sequencing because she just front loaded all the features. Like she she said, fuck the bullshit. Like she said, All right, 
Like I'm mad, bro, that this is like the only list album that you've given us a deep dive of in like <laughs> ninety nine episodes. Weeks. Not ninety nine. Nigga chose Coilery. Nigga chose Coilery is the one to do his homework on. <laughs> this man chose Coilery as the one album. He said, "I'm gonna listen to Coilery. I'm gonna note down some 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 take homes, and uh, I'm gonna share them on the podcast next next Monday." Damn, like. Y'all can't, just say you like a nigga take. Just say I appreciate this in depth take I'm, breaking down the That's so Ray. self-centered. That's hilarious. Just say, I do respect the in-depthness of the take because I, I for it. one could not finish the project. I say um, she made it finishable all strength of I made it a point to finish it. But she front loaded it. <laughs> like I was saying, like, all right, I'm just gonna say some songs I like. The overthinking with with caught with her. I'm like, her make everything better, but I'm like, I like this. And she be getting into her little singing bag, you know. Um, I'm trying to maybe give her a counterpart. Who would who would be y'all Coilerae comparison? We don't need to compare artists. Facts, facts. You're right. But I I like that. So yeah, just some takeaways. I want to know how y'all. I will admit that I will I will give Chance the point of saying that there were some songs on there where I was listening and I was about a minute and a half in and I wasn't inclined to turn it off exactly which like chance was saying earlier i'll say that is a step forward in her career art because that is a big step point is i see how somebody can fuck with your music and it, said, it showed me that she wasn't just a gimmick it's like oh like i see something here gimme nah she can still be a gimmick two things can be true she can still be a gimmick but i'm saying she could potentially be more than just that she didn't gimmick out on the project this is true we'll have to see Big takeaways. Um, more real music. Get on her then, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna play All My Line. All My Line by uh, Matt Keenan Esta featuring Destin Conrad. Real R&B.
LeBron won that 2020 championship, and he was like, "I just want my damn respect." That's how I feel like about, th- about this Vince Staples this album. To a like, bubble ring. <laughs> don't, don't, I'm not gonna don't I'm, do that. I'm, I'm not gonna let I'm you gonna do that. Down, I'm not gonna shoot down. I'm not gonna shoot down the Lakers shot. Let you do that. I'm not gonna shoot down. I'm not gonna let you compare that to the LaFluke ring. <laughs> but just imagine that quote minus the circumstances surrounding it of like just give him his respect like what more does Vince think he gave you that last project people say it sounds too much of the same he's giving me this too relaxed to the flow the beats are carrying it then he came out this is like your mo. this is as traditional of a classic sounding say, rap man, album as you can this give. is one of the like, best <laughs> rap projects I've heard in a like, while this follows this, this follows the template to perfection there's the skits there's the regional centric hits singles. There's the feature with Features, one of the biggest baby. rappers in the world. Yes. Baby There's the R and B feature. Mustard. There's the stories about his home, where he's from. There's the get to know. It's literally followed checks every box of what a traditional rap classic is. So it was sonically, yeah, two for two. In terms sonically, of Vance, Vance's question. Fuck the lyrics and the content, but bro, like you said, just his ability to like blend sound is really, really good as a artist picking beats. Cause it lets me know like, oh, he's really involved with his productions. It's not like, oh, he's going through a Dropbox folder of beats and like, oh, I like this beat, I don't like this beat. Like these are real, real cohesive. I hate that word, but this is actual cohesive production where the songs are don't sound the same but they live and exist in the same world you know and i like that shouldn't be a crazy high standard for albums to hit where they place you in a world but we don't get that too much anymore so many albums are just like a collection a collection of songs so for vince to really blend what is this 16 tracks into like this real feeling it's just interesting i also know it's a good album because i don't i don't really know fully how I feel about it yet in the sense where like I know I have to dive into that world a little bit more and find out more about the album and his story but our first couple listens excellent definitely I like how you say it puts you in a world that authenticity you could really feel it here I was especially being in LA past couple years it's like, damn, I hear this LA ass, I hear these LA ass beats and I can recognize how like this, they're so regional and I'm just like, but like somehow he's done something, he's, he's done something a little bit different to where it feels more, um, accessible, if that makes sense. I don't, even, I, don't I, th- I don't think that's, I feel like the better word is authentic. Like I f- he did. He this album really like helped me realize the best of the LA sound. Mm, like, exactly my point. It was, it had the like cool feeling, but it wasn't like trying hard at all. It was like cool, laid back, like really like awesome. Like I'm just driving in like the sunshine type but shit. Some of like, that shit knock, <laughs> but exactly. some of that shit knock. But it still had that like knock element. So it was like the perfect pros of like the LA sound minus like the cons of like the corniness. Or like I'm trying but to you, he, blend you, in Atlanta to LA. You like, still heard the weirdness of the, the LA sound because LA, like when you hear certain 
some nutty, it's nutty just, stuff. Yeah. It's a little, you know, off the wall, and and it's cool, but he kind of used it in moderation. Like he blended it with other elements well, or I don't know. I think I think the way you described it was best, but then he contrasted with like these just beautiful like moments throughout the project, like when sparks fly, <clears throat> like the East Point prayer. What was the one Baby. song? The outro. What was the outro where he's repeating? What was the like? Was it some about money, or something about the mud? You remember one of the last songs where he's just repeating that one phrase? I can't remember what it was, but it's, yeah, the shits feel like chants. Some of them, they're not all like they don't all feel like songs or traditional songs at least. It's just good. It's good music. It also kind of just slapped me from left field. I didn't I feel like I didn't even know he was dropping an album for real. For real, then we didn't even really so. we didn't really touch on the content like. Bro was. I mean, I'm not gonna pretend like I could say everything he was saying, but that wor- that warrants further investigation. But he was saying a lot of real shit on here. He was he was talking about the niggas back home. You could tell like it felt like we was back home with him. So great project. Also, t- this is just two cheat codes for anybody before you listen to a project. We could tell like a project's about to be something crazy. One is their press tour. Like how they're answering certain questions on the press tour. If niggas aren't saying like the key corny phrases of nah, this is my best shit yet. Nah, I feel like I never did some shit. If they aren't saying that and they're actually like detailing the project, like to the point where they're almost like nerding out the host, then it's like, okay, you're about to get something special. These niggas <laughs> have been very locked in with this project they to the point where like he knows it front and back. It. Like he has been very locked in. And that was Vince Staples on this whole press tour. And then the other like giveaways, like when the single comes out, and you actually want to re-listen to the single when the album comes out again. What, what was the single for this? I didn't hear anything. Uh, Magic with uh, Oh, 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 right, right. I played it on this podcast. Um, like that that single, the fa- I heard that single excellent. when it came out. I already played it a lot, watched the video. Then the album came out, and I fell in love with the single again. I was like, okay. There's yeah, a this video? Is something, this is something good. Yeah, the video matches the song perfectly. He's like at a pool party, gets in a fight. Is jumped by some niggas. Gotta Pretty see entertaining. That. Yeah, great album. The outro track is just beautiful. The blues. It's one of those outros. I think I was playing FIFA to the album, second listen through. And um I was just I, I heard some beautiful shit. I'm just like, damn, what song is this? And I looked over and it was the you know outro. Crazy? Like, you know what, what I think that shit hits different. Experience. Y'all would never guess what game I was playing while I was listening to this LA ass album. GTA. Yes. Why would you say we would never guess that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only game you play, bro, in Madden. And why would you be playing Madden to Vince Staples? In any case, great, great Vince Staples praise. Let's let's talk about more praise, man. Sid, Broken Hearts Club, man. Before you get Taj, in review, go crazy. Before you get in review, I have a assertment. That's another take. That's a question. No artist does sex music better than Sid. Whoa. She is mm-hmm. she is the best at it right now. No, not even right now. Throughout her career, if you go through from her early EPs to this project, the potency of how she hits on the sex songs is insane. I don't like, know. Everyone, it's up there. everyone. I don't know. I would say she definitely knows how. Like when she makes the production is very is very lush lush and and cinematic like 
even even miss missing out like the single from this album, it just feel like it belong it belong in some blockbuster like rom not not rom com like movie like it sound like it's gonna be there like that's on the trailer. So I like I I think I like that take. I don't know if I could just definitively crown her though. I'm not sure. I'm definitely crowning her. You got it. <laughs> I think it's a great album. I think uh, the the only part I didn't like was the singles. I didn't like Fast Car and I didn't like Right Track just because it didn't really go. I didn't really yeah, the, maybe the first 3 or 4 songs in general. But after that I was like locked in throughout. But Right Track kind of sounds like what's Love Don't Cost a Thing with uh Nick Cannon. It sounds like it belongs on that soundtrack, and it like throws me <laughs> every time I hear it. It's like it doesn't this doesn't fit Sid. This isn't what Sid does best. But everything else was great. Uh, Out loud, the Kalani feature was fire. Control is my probably my favorite song. That run from sweet to I want to say the Kalani track, all fire. I say the way she ended this joint, like she called it what Broken Hearts Club, like. Her heart was definitely broken at the end. You could feel it. The music was all somber and shit, but I thought it was really some of her like best moments on the project. I'm talking about from after the Kehlani feature through, you know, Goodbye My Love and Missing Out. I thought that was a really strong ending to the project. I agree with you. Um, I liked the first two tracks, but then I I didn't like Fast Car at all. Right track was okay, and then Sweet was 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 fire. And it had me the rest of the way, so Great project. This is like three, four great projects in a row. This was a great week. This was a, this was a like put things in the into perspective week. I feel like we went a while without like a this really was a good like, rebalancing standard. Yeah, yeah, without like something to hold to the standard. Like the last probably thing that was like the totem pole. You got to try and reach this project was probably like the twigs, and I think the weekend has like came back into that. Like that project is aging well, but. This was a great rebalance, like Chance just said. You just had like two, like these are somehow the most like low key, non low key artists. Like I ain't hear nobody talking about the Sid, but I feel like everybody knows about Sid. Same thing about Vince. I was like, they do, but they fall off. Not fall off, but they disappear. So they're not the social media people that stay in rotation. You know, I feel like people forget about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it was well, when they dropped. When, when did she drop? What was it? That last one. Twenty. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. I was about to say eight She had the little EP. I think like a year after that. Um, which was great. Has the internet dropped since? Yeah, I think the internet dropped 2018, twenty eighteen. No, no, no. I think they dropped Hive Mind. Was that like tw- yeah, twenty nineteen? Yeah, they even dropped since we started the pod. We would have definitely Yeah, no, yeah, High Mind was twenty eighteen and then the C E P was twenty seventeen, damn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like artists like her, Steve Lacey's, Raven Linnae's, like they're solid and people remember them, but kind of just from like a past era. It's like, yo, y'all need to get outside. Drop some They shit. vintage. They just feel vintage. Facts. They're already like our OGs. It's like listening to some Luther Van Dross. Like, let me let me turn on some shit. I also think like they aren't even like first week artists. Like they aren't artists you like 
because you know that the music is about to be some shit you can revisit whenever you want. So it's like, okay. It's going to live in she the playlists. Whenever I'm like really feeling it, I'm going, then it's added to the playlist, and now it's living forever. Like, it's funny you mention like that because there is artists where it's just like, if I don't get around to if I don't get around to this fucking album after like the second week, like it's already we can already be moved. It's on. already played out. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's we have like just two. It was a great rebalance and like two like because y'all y'all been saying we've been talking about shit is cooked or y'all been saying R and B is stale. Everybody's trying to do the same like kind of trap. Trap soulish type shit sound. This was a nice little lip. Not it's not super weird, but just a little bit. I don't know. Change of pace. Did we hear the Pusha T single featuring Jay Z, produced by Pharrell, Neck and Wrist? No, we did not. That sounds phenomenal, though. Losers! You guys both brought up singles. On this episode, before I did, actually not true. I guess I brought up Jack Harlow, but NBS. <laughs> but regardless, that was unavoidable. Nigga, act like we was gonna wait around and hear the fucking Jack Harlow in the context of that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I gotta hear it. Then I heard it in the context of the album. The fucking um, pineapple the pineapple juice, juice turned into nut line makes so much more sense. Like nah, it just really contextualizes. <laughs> um, are we getting to unheard? Uh, I'll go. This is my favorite track off the Sid Control.
Man, let's cut no, let's cut it all out, man. I'm gonna ask the simple questions. Is treat me the single that solidifies Chloe Bailey's spot? Or does she have more work to do? Solidifies her spot. What spot? Her spot as like a budding artist and like a, a like an artist to take serious for the future. No, it solidifies her spot as an artist to not take serious for the future. Oh. I don't know <laughs> if I would go that far. I'm not, bro. The direction of Chloe Bailey is terrible. It is just it's so abrupt. It just that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, like, I got whiplash as a fan y'all, of Chloe let Bailey. Let me ask y'all though. Whiplash. It's because she was sort of like this semi child star. You knew her from the show. Um, she had she, obviously she had the shit with her sister, but I don't think nobody was taking them seriously as like. Nah, I think it's the fact. I think it's the fact that they can actually sing. So it's like usually when you see the artists that are put into these hypersexual roles, it's like okay, usually that's kind of selling the music. But when you take a singer and then turn her into a stripper, now the lines are getting diluted. It's the fact that she can actually sing paired with the fact that there was such a natural path for her to go. And instead, they're like forcing her down this pigeonhole that just doesn't really fit. Like, it's close, but it doesn't fit at all. Like, that on Ungodly Hour, like, it was clear that Chloe had this like sexual side that was interesting. But then they were like, oh, they just did it at Elm too soon. Like, it's like. It's they like peel you ever back seen all in a the movie? layers. You ever seen a movie where like a kid is like experimenting, like they smoke a cigarette, and the parents are like, "Oh, you like cigarettes? Here, smoke this whole pack." <laughs> it's like that. Like, oh, you like talking about sex? Here, hump this yeah. chair for three minutes. Like, bro, chair. like what are we doing? <laughs> like, let her go naturally, like she was doing. It was such a like perfect path for her to go, such a perfect lane that nobody else was touching. That is true. And that that, was, that was one weird. criticism I had. I was just like. I was just like, I, there's already a whole bunch of like other artists in this exact lane. So it's just like, are we bringing her in here to dominate this lane? I feel like who's kind of like Doja Cat's contemporary. I thought that's who she was like competing with, but it seems it's like Doja Cat. That's what niggas need to stop trying to. And don't let me get on my Doja rant, but like, bro, there is no Doja contemporary. Doja is Doja. She is him. She is her. Planet her. That's not. That's not my exact point. I mean, like. Like there's that's no, but that's what I'm saying to what you're saying, and in, in, in terms of like, why is she trying to come into this space that's very, very, very occupied, very heavily occupied by people that do what you're trying to do better than you do, when you do other things that they don't do significantly better than them, yeah. It's a confusing strategy for sure, for sure. It'd be like if the Warriors just try to just try driving every single play. The music not terrible. I think just the nature of the music. Y'all just saying it's hard to take it serious for the time being. Yes. And it's hard to consume it. The thing is, it's it's mature music, right? So you have to take it serious, right? You can't take it as like some Lil Nas X shit because the Lil Nas X shit, like it's not mature. So like, obviously I'm not taking that shit serious. But this doesn't get that pass because you're trying. I don't know who to blame though. It's a nasty situation. Is it just too fast? It, what is it specifically? The music, the 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 promo, the rollout, said, the videos. I think it's. I think no. I think Taj got it in one two sentences. We saw a nice little innocent breaking of the innocence on ungodly hour, like even just the name of it, ungodly hour. Like that's the most innocent way to say like demon time, and then just ripped the whole everything back. 
all the layers just got peeled back in one not even a project we got we haven't had an album there was no chase just been yeah bad direction it was very disappointing as someone who bought a whole bunch of chloe stock post ungodly hours so is it is it irredeemable if they slow down if they go a different direction or is the first impression the first impression it's not irredeemable at all if she just like if she goes into the like back backtracks to where the natural progression was pointing post ungodly hour like like i said nobody else in music right now can do that like nobody else seems equipped to fill that lane like it's still an untouched lane the meme is getting bad though i wonder what an album looks like though because all the songs been just basically that's what i'm saying so i'm just like and y'all know how this industry it's not even the fact that it's scared out of things like singly gimmicky that's what I'm saying like it's, like it's so like even her, we talked about Gunna earlier even her in a Gunna album I was like okay maybe they're riding the ship a little bit like they got her at least she's singing like what are, what are we doing with her now like you aren't even using her talents other than her image like bro it's very upsetting sucks to suck um we got more albums we got two we mentioned there haven't been any Good trap albums. We got one good trap album. I just don't know how to talk about trap albums other than the fact that they're hard. <laughs> All right, forty-two Duggan. Uh, like the shit was is hard. It ESTG or STG? I think. Okay. SG. Oh, sorry. Yeah, SG. It's hard. Yeah. It's it's it it's starts like insane. Like, <laughs> those first, <laughs> I want to say six or seven. <clears throat> Maybe eight songs no, are like insane. Dumb shit almost got me a ticket. I'll yeah, dumb shit. I run these in the whip immediately throughout the week. Uh, Forty two Doug is he took a he he didn't take a break, but he was a little quiet last year. Nah, he is he's still very much who we thought he was in twenty twenty. Sophomore like, slump. Came back for, with this that. is this that third year exactly. Like this is the third year breakout season. That's what it feels like for Forty Two Doug. That he for was real. great. This whole project. This is true. He was great. He shined. And it was one of those kind of like, ah, don't kill me for it. Ah, and I guess it's not even the best comparison. And I guess we were young at the time too. But like, watch the throne. I don't know if there were a lot of rumblings that that was in the works or that that was happening. But this kind of hit me in the sense where it was like, oh, I didn't know they were working on an album together. But they were. Um, Are they both signed to CMG? I know Doug is. I don't know about SG, um, which is Gotti's label. But regardless, just like uh, the Vince project came from left field, sounded really good on first listen, you got my approval. If your music hits without any rollout, like Chance said, no gimmick, you, you success. I didn't see one piece of rollout for this album. Yeah, now this one was fully a surprise. The Vince one, I knew that one was coming, but this one, it just came up and I was like, okay, I like both of these artists. <laughs> Download, listen. It got a first night listen too. Like, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm really saying. good. I'll revisit at least probably five tracks on here. Uh, then another one, our guy, Chance. I'll let you take it away. Your guy. You brought him here to this podcast facts, first. Facts, facts. Rob Four Nine dropped. I don't know if this is his official debut, but it felt kind of like a debut. Welcome to Vulture Island. Baby feature, nigga. It's the debut. 
<laughs> I will say I'm happy because I got a Birdman intro. Birdman passed the torch. I got the signature Birdman intro, so that you know that had me hype going into the project. It's like bird it's to like a vulture. Other, it's like your other signal that you're like a clear like old head. The fact <laughs> that you just <laughs> the fact that you love Birdman. <laughs> like, you love Birdman. <laughs> You love Birdman. With no, it's like with a no guilty negative pleasure words. Too. No it's negative a guilty words pleasure. about Birdman come out of his mouth. You hate bro, to I just it. gotta respect <laughs> Birdman for what he did for the city, bro. Like, listen, he has done some fuck shit, but there's no denying, like, bro put on for the city. And he do be showing love to New Orleans artists, even if it might be for malicious reasons. But I'm not gonna speak ill will on Birdman. <laughs> he got shooters out here. So <laughs> I'm not gonna speak no ill will on on um on baby, but let's talk about it, man. Because he's listening. I don't know. I will say first thing first. I like how he got. He, he tried to get in some different bags on here. He had. He tried to get into like the love song bag. He did some different cadences and some different voices. He tried some different flows. So that was some experimentation. Um. What what else y'all want me to say? I just you know I like the project. <laughs> I feel like this might be a cancelable take, but it reminds me of Playboy Cardi self titled that dropped what was the years that twenty seventeen summer. It reminds me a lot of that that mixtape dash project. Just like Chance said he's trying different trying different shit. He's got a uh, bad bitch alert. He's got it's just like Rob he has that a uh, specific flow. It's like, okay. And I, he didn't overuse that flow at all. Like, I was expecting, like, him to just keep going, doing that flow like he's kind of done throughout. But he was just, like, he really switched it up, like, multiple times on this project. And each time it kind of, like, okay, it's not as crazy as, like, your traditional flow, but it's still a hit. Like, I fuck with it. And it's also the fact it's, like, kind of that, like, first mixtape intro to the world type shit, which is why I call it the self-titled Playboy Cardi, because there's songs on here that you heard that are, like, already proven hits. But at the same time, it's like there's also the new shit. So it was that combination, it remi- it's like the first mixtape like that I heard in a little it minute. It felt like a little. So I fucked it with it. It felt like a little bit of a homecoming. That's why I say the Birdman. Like you know, it's like he got the big feature on here now. Why do you keep mentioning Birdman, bro? Cause son, he don't <laughs> he don't understand like Rob's project. Huh? You haven't said his name once. I'm tripping off Birdman. Todd. It's the Birdman. I'm fan. tripping. Yeah, off you do sound like a. <laughs> Just every time you butt in about this project, it's happening to a bird, man. Nigga said, I don't have much to say nah, about the project. I like, what you want me to say? Just all about to say. I'm about to speak on the Hustlers I mean, anthem. I'm like, I like the Hustlers anthem. Like, the accompanying music video is very much like. So then tell us. Birdman. Not Birdman. Cash Money esque. Like, so was the torch passed successfully? I think it was, man. I think this was a nice passing of the torch. Um. Yeah, good things. Also nice to see in a city like New Orleans to see an artist like Birdman co-sign an artist like Rob, even though he doesn't particularly maybe have any any uh, label affiliations or money ties. I mean, I That's wouldn't be surprised it. if Birdman is backing him some, some <laughs> type of way. <laughs> That's what I was about to get into. It. That, 
Birdman definitely. There's a, he got like there's his a, hands, there's a little his hands in there. there's a little war, a little tug of war for Rob right what, now between Birdman and between QC and uh, yeah, he's been Birdman. with Q, he's been with QC. I've heard that he's been around them QC boys a lot. Like in I know, Atlanta. but it seemed like Birdman just threw in his like Cleveland Browns like last <laughs> second two hundred forty million dollar guaranteed offer. That's to hilarious. Rob. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see where he signs. Um. Real free agency, real rap free agent. Uh, I predicted the rollout would start around this exact time, and then the album would drop around September. Utopia rollout has begun. Billboards popped up across Los Angeles. How is it? How do you feel? Is it safe for Travis outside? One t- I have one take and one take only. All right, give you one take and one take only. I have t- I guess it's two takes. Oh, that doesn't sound as catchy. Two takes and two takes only. <laughs> it doesn't. One. I guess they're kind of one take though. So Fago, <laughs> Travis will be back with a one or two, a two or three pack. One of those songs will feature So Fago. Also, that's take number one. Take number two is that if Travis drops this project before So Fago drops this first, I knew we couldn't let the pie go without these niggas fanboying over some a little Travis news. Damn, this is actually me grilling them. If Travis drops this shit before. So Fago drops his project. That's insane. So Fago last dropped early mid twenty twenty. Bro, yes, he bro. He's been signed to Cactus Jack, and they've had him in the sweatshop doing absolutely nothing. Travis does not care about that nigga, bro. That's what. That's what he's yeah, letting. That's what his, I'm he's letting to... his momentum die off because Yeet, Ken Carson, all these niggas have been popping up and taking over. What's his name? Spot. And maybe he'll There's just like face. several different niggas. So Fago has fell drastically down the leaderboard of young exactly. niggas. Nigga Spencer exactly. Rattler. He's in the, in the power rankings. He is falling drastically. Like, drastically. The new mock draft updates, like he's like late second round. Like it's like, <laughs> yo, you were a lottery last week. So that's what I'm saying. We're gonna have to see what happens. We're gonna have to see what happens with So Fago. But just under the direction of Wait, Travis. You think, do you think that I don't Okay, I don't think that's the best idea. I feel like he should Don Tolliver it, Don Tolliver it of give Sofago a standout feature, then let Sofago debut, Cactus Jack debut, come out like a month after. No, oh, you're saying he should drop his yeah, kind of like how he did Fago. with yeah, like the can't say, and everybody was like Don Tolliver, Don Tolliver. Travis don't need to be connected to nothing but incident. Utopia, this fake world he's trying to sell us after the horror. <laughs> Fucking Astro World, we yeah, forget, that's bitch. What I'm that's I don't want your Travis on no goddamn so Fago talking about after. lean Lamborghinis. <laughs> like, his new kid and shit. <laughs> Say that shit for the album, nigga. I need some introspective shit on Utopia, bitch. I need an apology. <laughs> apology song on Utopia? Not is an apology, disgusting. but you know what I'm saying. Like, I want to hear some introspective listen, shit. Listen, like, listen, listen. So the only point is after Astral World, it just looks a little crazy if Travis is already back with another project. Before the artist that's been signed to his label for two two plus Drake years, Drake has done this his whole touched. career. What's but Travis, but this is different. Drake's model is Drake's model, a very obvious model. Travis be really putting these niggas to the side, outside of Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver broke through the cracks. Don Tolliver, he I think I, I feel like it'd be better he for Sofago's career. I think it's an interesting theory. Stay Taj. quiet. I didn't think about that. So that feature, yeah. If he, if he, but he has to buy the feature. You can't be a mid feature, or he continues to tumble down the rankings. 
Wow, guys, that was a packed episode, man. We appreciate y'all for tapping in with us, man. Episode 99. <laughs> Sounded like a pre-recorded message. <laughs> like no, a pre-recorded ending to the podcast. Wow, man, that was a packed I'm one. mad at myself because I'm saying shit like tapping. Like <laughs> we like really talked have. about a lot this episode, guys, right? That's what they have at like, the end of the Stephen A. Smith. If you want to follow like, our Patreon, clips on yeah. link. <laughs> Next Stephen video. Stephen A. Smith, first take every morning, 10 a.m. <laughs> Tune in. You be watching a lot of first take events. Um, I watch a lot of Colin Cowherd, so I ain't gonna be mad. I mean, y'all know I just I I, I love to watch all the Ravens anything. You saw what I retweeted. You even watch clickbait, huh? Hell yeah! I be watching oh, yeah. the fuck up clickbait. I'm like, don't man. say that to me like that either. I'd be like, man, the Saints is not trading for the number one pick, but let me just click anyway. <laughs> you don't I even have to like, watch it. You believe it. You just already believe that you guys are getting stingly. I'm 100% a media elitist. Like, I'd be watching the shit either. Chance watches and disgust. Like, bro, you have, niggas falling for every trick. You, you, you ignorant. <laughs> every, you ignorant. I know. Every it's keyword. Not me falling for nothing. I just do it willingly because I'm that much of a super fan. All right. My last words. Thank you. We have been getting a good amount of followers. Is it called followers? Fo- I think so. Followers on Spotify. No, I think the exact term is followers. But we've been getting a good amount of followers on Spotify. Uh, we also cracked the threshold of ratings on Spotify. It turns out the ratings, you just needed 10 to pop up. We finally got 10, five stars. Uh, so keep rating us on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, I know our Apple viewers are like three times, to- listeners are like three times the Spotify, but yeah, vote on Spotify. I don't know. I just like the number next to the name and the five star. It's cool. Um, vote on Apple too if you listen on Apple. And that's it. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. At Unheard Podcast and at Unheard Podcast One, respectively. And now Chance will take us home with an unheard artist. Um, play Still Wonder by Alex Isley and Deck and Jack Dean featuring Robert Glasper. How do I get to the hill? Hard to assess how I feel nowadays. Thinking my mind something changed. Struggling here in the interface. In between self-love and the loss of you Moment in time and I know the truth Broke down just what we were meant to do It's a hard pill too Cause I still over dog